Hey, Adam. Yeah. Uh, are you an introvert? I don't think so. I think I'm like a balance. How about you? Um, well, I'm trying to be, but I have a co-host on this show, so it's kind of hard to do it, if you know what I mean. Mm, I do. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music, advice, discussion, inspiration, and listening tips. You always add like two things Man, to that I've, as I've we go. Wo- I've been workshopping some. Hey, we're going to talk about that later. By the time we I've get to our thousandth episode, that's going to be about three minutes long. <laughs> Music, advice. It's going to be the show. Relationships, <laughs> tips, traffic, weather on the ones. <laughs> Sports <laughs> betting advice. Exactly. <laughs> You'll hear it. Cue the song. Oh, it, that'll literally be the whole show. Oh be so my goodness! Awesome. Uh, yeah, if you if you need a bunch of advice, <laughs> I'm gonna fix that for you right now. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, uh, so. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to talk today about something that was on my mind. I saw some post for, that you posted this past weekend. Mm. You participated in a half marathon in Columbus, yes. Ohio. How'd that go for you? It went pretty good. Yeah. Actually, it went really well. I, I um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I combined sort of a business like business like attitude with some fun which is possible yeah and sort of took some of my experience from the music world just because i've done a lot of gigs and decided to treat the race like a gig That's so great. it's fun yeah but it's also like you got to be professional about yeah, it yeah absolutely you know? yeah they were not paying me for it but that's okay it's I, right. I went in with a pro attitude not yet not yet not yet they're not paying <laughs> they might have they almost paid me to leave but that that's a whole nother story <laughs> well i so i saw your post and i and i saw you kind of talking about it like this about treating it like a gig and i thought like you know every great musician that i know they have these they have these things in common. I mean, I know that's a trope, right? What do these five great CEOs have in common or whatever? But it's true. There are some lifestyle tweaks that we can all make and work on, actually. Some things that are out completely outside of music. Yes. That that not just might, but will help you to to just put be able to put your energy and your time in the places that's going to further your music to musical development, whatever that may be. So this yeah. has nothing to do with like, if you practice like this, you're going to get this or you keep a journal or whatever, not really anything to do with music specifically, but just some, some five lifestyle things that I've noticed that I, I try to work on yeah. on the regular that I wish I would have known when I was 20. Yeah. Like I, I wish I would have known everything on the list that how important it was. Well, maybe you knew, I'm sure you knew well, some, if not all, but you might, it might've been for us and a lot of folks, the importance like life hadn't taught us yet at age 20 how important it I, is. that's so perfect because yeah. really i think learning that that why these things are important is sort of part of the journey yes. and part of what makes you better at it but yep. uh, i think it's always good to kind of talk about and and maybe uh just discuss like what are the things that for for us help us to become better musicians that have nothing to do with music right and just to be clear i think that we're not so much talking about like okay you know, lift weights so that when you play piano, you can have stronger shoulders. It's not that where it applies in a direct line, but it's not so esoteric or disconnected from um, our musical development that we can't. I, I see this as ways to take kind of like frameworks, ways of thinking, um, ways of feeling, ways of working through different situations that are not right at our instrument or right on the bandstand, 
but they can apply there. You know, it's like sometimes you have to take a problem and view it in another situation for it to make sense in that original situation, as opposed to always just staying in the, in the situation. So it's like, if you're in the practice room and you're having a challenge, a lot of times people will be like, well, just take a break before you're like hitting your head against the wall and go walk around. And you know, most people don't necessarily do anything else or they check social media or something and they come back and then they're like, oh wait, I still don't have a solution to that. So these are kind of like other endeavors that can be really interesting and helpful anyway, that will kind of, you will work through some of the same situations and start to make a connection, I think, between music in ways that we can't tell you exactly how, but they will happen. And then it'll be those aha moments when you're back in music that your life has been more enriched because you've tweaked other parts of your life, thus making it easier possibly for you to tweak your musical life. Absolutely. You know, and, and a lot of what we're going to be talking about here, Peter, is physical, actually. A lot yes. of the things that we're discussing here have to do with, with your body. And well, when you have a couple of Adonises hosting a show, <laughs> no, I mean, how else could th we? That's the point. The you don't have to be an Adonis to to keep a, to have a, a lifestyle that helps you to be a better musician. Big shout out to Adonis Rose, my <laughs> longtime friend from New Orleans, who's an actual Adonis, and his name is Adonis. Think about the pressure on Adonis Rose <laughs> to keep a, a physique. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so we'll get right to number one. And for me, this is this took a long time coming. But, you know, as you start to get older, you realize that really the most valuable resource that there is in the world that we'll never have enough of is time. Yes. And the for, for me, for years and years, the number way, one way to waste time was to basically lose a day or two every month from just being super groggy, from not sleeping enough. So yeah. my first like lifestyle tweak, the thing that I'm, I look to the first to get dialed in is, am I sleeping okay? Yes. How's my sleep schedule? Because I literally spent my 20s thinking like, oh, you can totally burn the candle on both ends. Yes. I'll stay out till three in the morning and then I'll wake up and go to the practice room or whatever. And yeah, it's it's easier to do in your twenties because you know you're you're physically you can kind of take it. Yeah. But there would always be a burnout after that. Right. I never got past that to where I didn't then wouldn't lose a day or two where I would just have to spend all day in bed because I was so exhausted from burning out. I don't do that as much anymore, if at all. Yeah. Because I've put such an importance on sleep, and that's really helped me to stay super consistent and super like with it on my practice routine, on my gigs, the work, I, the teaching I do here at Open Studio, it's so crucial that I have my sleep schedule down. I mean, know? it's fantastic. I, I love that we have this number one because I think it probably is of all these, the most impactful. Absolutely. Like this can be a game changer. I mean, I think, you know, look, we, we're not the only, I mean, these people have studied this, they've showed it in so many ways, but in terms of being a musician, I think it's important because we always think, well, well, our lifestyle, the lifestyle of an artist and a, or a musician or any kind of artist is very, different and contrary to what society tells you is the normal what you're supposed to do you know get a job and be productive and all this although i would say we do that as musicians i think it's a very important totally. job i think we're very productive absolutely but i mean it can be very easy to kind of go against the grain and we need to i mean that's part of being an artist like we're supposed to hold a mirror up to society but also to be like no we're not just going to do what we're told to do we're, we're gonna we're gonna push the envelope that's our job you yeah. know but so sometimes you hear like, you know, get enough sleep, go to bed. You know, the early bird gets the worm and we're like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to stay up late and we're going to be creative souls and all this. But the whole thing is, I think, and to your point about like when we're in our 20s, you know, we don't quite understand this because I think the we don't understand. We're thinking of time as like we got to spend so much time experiencing life playing music, doing this. And so like we would sacrifice a good night's sleep oh, for a good time. There's FOMO in your 20s. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And then you feel like you just have to be hustling all the time. Yeah. The thing is like the thing with 
the with with the time that I think this actually saves when you spend more time sleeping and higher quality sleep is it makes your other time higher quality. Your musical, absolutely. your practice time, your, your hang time, your you hang get, time, it, everything. Yeah. And so I think sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, when you're younger, you can tolerate more less sleep. I, I just think I don't even think that's true. I think it's more of like you just don't know how to appreciate the quality of time. You know, like when we yeah. talk about your practicing or you're sometimes even playing a gig where they're like. I felt like time slowed down and I've experienced that. Like I used to think that that was BS. I was like, yeah, right. Time is always, it's a constant. But I mean, when you can get to that point where you're so dialed in, you're such flow state, whatever you want to call it, that time slows down. You can't do that if you're sleep deprived, not on a regular basis at any age. Yeah. I, I, that's so true. When you're young, it's like, you think, well, I don't need the sleep, but really, because you think you're doing it, but you're not really doing it as good as you think you are. Right. You know, when you're when you're super exhausted. And that's why when you're younger too, you're, it's all about like how many hours did you practice? Yeah. I mean, I remember when I went up to Juilliard, it was like people are, you know, how many practice? I mean, like in the like, oh, hi, I'm Peter. Good to meet you. I mean, because I was kind of <laughs> yeah. already not. I had practiced a lot, but I was never like how many hours are you practicing? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I mean, later on, it's more like what's the quality of your practice? And you know, with the sleep thing, I know you and I are both morning people. I get up super early. You get up super early. But that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. I think it's more about the quality and finding yeah. the schedule that works for you. Yes. If you're playing late every night till 3 a.m., then of course you shouldn't be up at 5 a.m. You should no, sleep till noon. Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. Like That's totally cool. I, we've all been through parts of that in our life where that was our schedule. As long as you find something that works for your life that really gets you into like uh, quality practice time. Uh, notice I didn't say quantity. Quality practice time. That's right. Quality performance. Quality time with your friends and family. Like that's what sleep is all about. Absolutely. All right. Number two is to develop a physical hobby. And this is really, you know, we were talking about your running this week. And this really was what sparked this this idea of this episode. I really think that like you don't have to be Adonis Rose. You don't have yeah. to be just ripped and, and look like Brad Pitt or whatever. But some kind of regular hobby where you're moving. Isn't Brad Pitt like 71 now? Yeah, but he looks like he's 40. I know he does. Um, good jeans or good yeah. uh, something. Well, dockers, whatever he's, he's ben, wearing. Whatever he's wearing, they look good. Benjamin Button. Yeah. Uh, no, but to have, what, if it's, even if it's walking you yeah. know, or running or lifting weights or yoga or you play basketball yeah. or, or baseball or whatever it is, some kind of regular physical hobby. And I especially like the idea of what you were talking about, something that you can kind of work on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something that you can like I've learned so much from things like running and things like yoga and how to learn those things. Right. Uh, that apply directly to playing the piano and directly to getting better. It's a physical activity. So is playing music. Yeah. So like learning how to do that in a way that is both like healthy and that you can stay consistent and not get injured that can transfer to to the instrument absolutely like pretty directly yeah and i mean this one i would just say yeah developing a physical hobby you know forces you into you know being an athlete on some level you know you're doing something athletic which is like using your body for that that hobby or endeavor and because playing music um, any instrument and some instruments require quite a bit of athlete or, or benefit from a lot of athleticism. Um, you can take that phys I mean, athleticism is all about like really being connected physically, you know, with your body and your, you know, not necessarily your physique, but just your athletic, your movements and all that. And how much do we use that at the piano and the trumpet and the drums and all those kinds of things? So, but then this also helps like with sleep, you know, like if you're working oh. out, it helps with your general health. So this is a good one. I think that kind of helps all these different areas as well. That's great. 
Uh, number three is is sort of the the flip side of this coin, and that's to develop an intellectual hobby. Yep. Listen, nobody wants to be hanging with you, and all you're talking about is giant steps. <laughs> exactly. That's not... no one likes a dumb jazz musician. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there the, aren't really. Any you gotta you gotta step away from it. Yeah. For and and I and I say a hobby because I think it's important again that this is something that is sort of outside of the scope of your life as a musician and yeah. your life of trying to get better as a musician. Whether that's you know learning how to code or maybe reading novels or even watching baseball or playing video games or something that's completely yeah. different. But that's again, an intellectual hobby, watching baseball, absolutely. Well, like if you have the scorecard for sure. No, it's with a, those symbols, just that's watching baseball is an intellectual hobby. I would consider it for sure. Fandom is an intellectual <laughs> hobby. Just, well, anything that's not music. Yeah, and I think you can look at this um, as the flip side, like physical hobby, athletic. Like that's developing your, working on your athleticism of your body this is the athleticism of your mind totally something that's working out your mind totally all right for number four we have uh of our five lifestyle tweaks we have a bonus by the way did you know that i love I it when we have a bonus. Yeah, yeah i'm gonna fix that for you right now <laughs> thank you Harry. appreciate that um but number four of our lifestyle tweaks is to tweak your diet your consumption what it is that you are fueling your body with not fueling your mind we're not talking about your mind. We're talking about your body now, right? Hey, listen, we're talking about practice. But no, we're not talking about practice. We're, we're talking about your diet. That's right. Um, and thinking about it in terms of like, not just like how do you feel as you're eating it and the joy. I mean, we're both foodies. We, we're all about that too. That's that's almost like a, a whole nother thing. That's like entertainment. For the, yeah, food. that's that's almost spiritual. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's super sure. important. It's like listening to music as opposed to playing music. Absolutely, yeah. But this is like tweaking your diet, you know, for the energy that you can get, clarity of mind, consistency. This is another one that can help your sleep. It can help your practice. It can help your athletic endeavors. Certainly can help your intellectual endeavors. Oh, so true. It's like when you're, again, going back to when you're kind of young and you think you can eat anything, but then you wake up and you just feel like crap, like yeah. a dumpster fire. Exactly. Because you had like, you know, five pizzas before you went to bed or whatever. Right. And, and Stop at four. You'll and feel a ton so of much beer. better. <laughs> and a ton of beer. No, and then you wake up and you're like, well, do I feel bad? Well, I guess I won't practice today. And then you right. just go and you're salt. You're literally salty from all the salt that you've had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this is something that, and again, you don't have to eat like, you know, like a, a plant-based vegan what is it what is rich it? roll yeah you Pl don't have plant-based plant-based endurance athlete you do not have to eat like a plant-based endurance endurance athlete yes but you do yes there, you do i think there is something actually there's something really fun with tweaking your regular daily diet yeah to be like well what is going to get me like the most like consistent energy just, yeah you know like so that i'm not super tired so that i don't go through big ups and downs that i can like hang consistently i love that oh. yeah and i think it's just that's our tweaking diet. I'll tell you what it is later. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, I think I love that we're thinking about it um, as fuel. Totally. You know, the same way you would think about what are you listening to? Like, yeah, you can listen to anything. Yeah. And people, you know, would would would, would say Keith Jarrett was a diva because he never wanted music. Play. Like he would leave a concert off. There was like music playing back in the background or something. Yeah. Like backstage. But yeah, when he yeah. got there, he's like, I have to have sign because because he took it seriously. It's like what you consume in. That's your fuel. Totally. You know? Yeah. And like, yeah, we might be resilient and we might be able to take a lot of crap or whatever. But why? You know, when when you start to see the benefits of this. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be any keto or yeah. Yeah, vegan no. diet like you got to find the thing that works for you that gives you that energy and stuff but also balances with the joy that yeah. you get from food because just like with music you can't just listen to stuff that you know is good for you totally. you got to listen to stuff that you love absolutely and no, you can find that there's, there's a lot of that there's a lot of that yeah it's great stuff all right number five peter okay number five is to 
you know, tweak how you look at relationships in your life. I think everybody has relationships, even the biggest loner or introvert, so-called, you know, has some relationships with people, be it family, be it um, friends or, or whatever. But like how we interact with our community, our families, ourselves, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and like understanding what it is like. I'm an I'm an introvert. I'm a huge introvert. And whenever I, I the more I learned about that, I never really thought about. But the more I learned about what that actually means. Um, I used to think that was a negative thing. And then also I used to like, cause I thought it was about like that meant that you were shy. And I was like, well, I'm definitely not shy, but the thing is introvert, you get energy from spending time alone yeah. and you need time alone. And yeah. I think everybody has some level of that, I think even if that's most when you're sleeping. Are, yeah. Most people are a balance of those. <laughs> yeah, things, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's never just like one thing, but if you like to spend like if you if you get in touch with your introvert side and that's kind of a relationship like with yourself, make sure that you're getting that time because sometimes you're only around other people or whatever. And the cool thing about music, that's a lot. It gives you both. You have the community aspect and you have the introverted part, the practicing and the playing with people. You know what the favorite part of my new house is? What? The door on my studio. Because <laughs> I have my, my piano down there. I'm you like mean a, when you invite your family in and you nope. all sit in there together? Nope, I don't oh, okay. invite anybody in. No, hell no. No, I invite them out. I is say, that your get out of my YouTube studio. practice studio man cave? It is my little, yeah, I hate the word man cave, but it is my man cave. But you know, hey, listen, for the entire pandemic, I was working and practicing yeah. and composing in my, my dining room in yeah. front of everybody with my kids right there on the yeah. couch next to me. And... I was going a little stir crazy with yeah. that. I need, I, I also need time alone. I need yes. time to ruminate. I need time to pace around and decide what are my next steps and yep. what do I want to be doing? And I need time to listen to music without anybody else around to talk, talk about Minecraft. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like I need all this, I need all of this stuff. So I think that is crucial. I also think that the flip side of that is, is that the older you get, the re the more you realize that you get recharged also from your relationships with other people. Yes. And those don't happen effortlessly. Those don't happen without some kind of work between you and that other That's person. Right. You have to text your parents. Like yeah. you have to, or call your parent, call your mother. Ooh, texting can be dangerous. Don't call, don't text your mother. <laughs> call your mother. I do text with my mother. She's no, you have to call your mother. A lot of weird emojis you going to, on. You have to, you yeah. know, like have date night with the wife. You have yeah. to like reach out to your friends and have, have happy hour with your friends. You have to make that time and put the work into it and try to be, you know, there with them. That is, we I know this sounds weird, everybody, but that will, of course, help you become a more like easy, freer musician. Like you will have yes. more confidence on the bandstand. Like, you will proven time to time and time again. When I don't have that connection, I get super in my head. Right, and I mean it's an energy source for us. Totally, like family, friends, friends, and stuff. But when we talk about you know tweaking your relationships, it's really more like tw tweaking your approach to spending that time and energy investing in that and and how you can take that energy um not just as a tactical thing for your music but accept that in the other side of that is like make sure like your friends and stuff are people that are that have your back because you know to be an artist to be a musician it, it doesn't matter if you're amateur pro don't worry about any of that but put yourself out there like you need support and you need people that lift you up absolutely and so the whole thing of like you know you're the average of the what is it four people three people that you're around the yeah, most yeah, yeah. like take that seriously i was just yeah. telling one of my kids that i was like 
make sure like that's good life advice. I mean, we all gravitate. You're, like, gravi- you're the median. You're the, the median. Yeah, like, yeah. so like, you know, a punch up as you're picking out your friends <laughs> if possible. Yeah. And people that especially emotionally bring you down. I mean, look, you got to be there for your friends, of course, and your family you're stuck with. Totally. So, but that's, there's an energy. And if it's always flowing out of you to them, that's not selfish to cast them to the side. You have to, because how else are you going to have the energy to become a better musician and give the world what, what you're actually here to do? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, super fun, Peter. What's our bonus today? Okay, the bonus is, of you know, for a lifestyle tweak that that has been a game changer for me and for many folks I think around here at Open Studio. I've seen of our members. Um, I'm just starting to understand, which is funny. Like you go all you know, almost half, well, more than half a century in this world as I have now. Um, but this is to find something that you want to and are willing to be a pro at that is not music. Okay. Okay. So this means something that you're going to approach with the same seriousness, uh, that consummate uh, professional kind of approach to it. Now, what I've been doing recently, and you can do this with several things, and they could certainly be any of these things. I mean, not necessarily sleep. You're not going to be a pro at sleep. That's oh, just I'm a pro at sleep. <laughs> well, it could be. You know, you could be like a sleep expert. But this would be more the high. I'm going to fix that for you right now. <laughs> you love that. You love that. It's my new one. I love it a lot. Well, you like that you can, because it was interrupting you on the YouTube ad for so long. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is Harry Connick Jr., by the way, from the Quincy Jones Piano Method. I love it. That we've I love turned. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this would be more applicable to the like physical and intellectual hobbies we were talking about earlier. Um, but the idea is like you take something that is just a hobby, but you don't treat it like a hobby. You treat it like you are a professional at it. So the example I use and what I've been doing lately with this is with the running. Now, I've been a runner my whole life, but I have not always considered myself. I guess I always consider myself a runner if somebody asked, but I was always kind of like apologize for it. Oh, I'm trying to do that. I'm, you know, and I've had my ups and downs with it or whatever, but I never thought about myself as um, that serious about it yeah. over the last year and a half or so, because I don't know. I mean, just a couple of things kind of came together, but I decided to take it more seriously. And I started to think about it more like, what if I approach this like a professional, not in terms of like, let me see if I can get a running endorsement or let me see if I can get paid for a raise. Ha ha. But like, let me treat it like a professional would like, that's right. Because for music, like in a weird way, like I don't necessarily treat it like now, like I'm a professional because I try to treat it like I'm having fun. I think I'm very professional about it, but I, I should say, I don't, have to work at being a professional because I'm so used to doing that. I think that's, you know, that's the way we are. Just like we know we're music. Yeah. And so. I think everybody is given one profession and we think that's all we can have but in you, terms you, of our attitude. You take that for granted with other things though. There's a reason why you're such a great musician is because you already have the mindset of right. a professional and you take everything you do with a, a big weight yes. of that. Like, this is my profession. This is how I feed my family. Right. And so I am not messing around with anything. Right. right. And that's how you've done it for decades. But I hear you because with the running thing, you could be like, oh, but I, it's just a whatever. You know, I'm not really into it or whatever. Yeah. So it's OK try- if I yeah. trim off this or whatever. Exactly. And then decades later, you look down the thing and you're like, oh, I never got that great at it because you didn't treat it like a professional. You didn't treat it like a pro. And so I think like. So what I've been doing is like, you know, I got a, I got a trainer, first of all, a coach, um, which is something, you know, and I was very inspired by what you've been doing um, with the Open Studio Pro 
uh, program. And you, I don't know if you remember this, Adam. As Big shout out to Open Studio Pro. Go to OpenStudioJazz.com slash pro if you want to learn about that, the great things that Adam Manis is doing with his group live coaching sessions there. But you remember when you started that and we were talking about different names and I came up with the pro idea and you pushed back a little bit on that. But I realized part of the reason I was saying that, well, because you were afraid like people would feel like they had to be pros to come into the program and you're more at like the intermediate level would you say even some beginners some advanced but it wasn't like for it's not for professional pianists but i was like you know what you you're showing people how to practice like a pro so that means we want people coming into that program that have that pro their the aspiration and i realized that's what i was kind of doing with running it's like i'm going to treat this as seriously as a professional and see where this can go and what it's done is it's kind of taught me how to help teach and help people come to music so being pro pros at music comes naturally to us. It's not even that it comes naturally. We've just been doing it a long time. And like you say, that's the expectation on us. Somebody when we're young says, oh, you're talented at this. We're like, okay, well, I'll do this. And then we work at it. And then somebody pays us to do a gig. And we're like, oh, we're professional. And then, you know, we, we can see how professional we can get. But when you do it with something else that maybe you're not as talented at, or maybe you're not, but but you're passionate about it. But, but maybe your passion level is way above your talent level. That really builds grit. That builds grit and bring brings gives you something to bring back to music, something that maybe comes easier that needs a little bit, bit of grit. And so for me, because music, I mean, I always worked hard at it, but I came from a household of musicians. I guess I was talented. I mean, who knows nature versus nurture and all that. But I had a lot of advantages, a lot of privilege based around by the time I was, you know, in elementary school. It was like, wow, he's so talented or whatever. So. I had it in my mind, whether it was true or not, that this was something I was talented at and came easy. So when you take something that doesn't come as easy, you treat it like a pro, that can take you back and give you another perspective to your vocation to maybe even up your program pro game there as well. Wow, that was way too many sentences. Beautifully said. Anything else? <laughs> That's the bonus. <laughs> if you made it this far. <laughs> hey, Peter. Yes. Where would anybody leave us a rating and review if they wanted to? Wherever they're listening to and consuming this very fine seven-star podcast, my friend. This is a seven-star podcast? Yes, it has been... It has been rated seven stars many times. Uh, isn't that impossible? Yes, it is seven? impossible. It's a conundrum wrapped in a riddle, um, wrapped in a big fat lie. No, it's not possible, but you can put it in the comments. Give us five stars if that's what they limit you to, but then give us a shout-out with seven stars because we love seven. We do love seven, and yeah. we do... Uh, like to read every single rating and review. Let's we have read them. We have a new one. Right okay, here. good. This is from Becca Pulliam. I love this podcast from the way somebody uh, blows across the mic at the top mm. to how at Peter. By the way, that's yes. <laughs> oh, people are noticing that. <laughs> how Peter and that's Adam a pro move. Pro talk pro. over each other. What? I don't tell them apart even yes, now that I'm listening to the podcast. What, is, for what the are second they talking over to? to their totally sound and motivating teacher? I want to transcribe what they're playing, but it's a keyboard. <laughs> Thank you, Becca. That doesn't make much sense, but we appreciate it. <laughs> we love you, Becca. We appreciate it. Yeah. Leave us a rating review. You know why it's important? Why? Because we feel down upon ourselves sometimes. Sometimes our spouses and children are mean to us, and we want to have something to hold on to to up our ego. No, because it helps get the podcast out there into the world. It does. Everybody wants to complain about the negative algorithms of which we've been getting a little bit of benefit from lately. But it's true. do something positive for the algorithm. This is like sharing it. That's all we're asking. We're not asking for money. Next review. <laughs> Oodles of Noodles. Oodles of Noodles. These guys bring out the best in each other. Uh, like a duo who have been playing together for years. Very entertaining and informative. Never mind the haters. Keep on noodling, singing, and making basketball analogies. Shout out to Byron 
Lovelace. Lovelace. That was a slam dunk of a review there. We'll give it to y'all. All right, everybody. Until next time. You'll hear it.